0: Hi everyone, my name is Melissa Lee and I'm a health coach who targets women with PCOS and women in general who wants to achieve stubborn weight loss. I do my best work when I work with PCOS urban women in their 30s who are embarrassed about their weight but want to feel comfortable in their bodies and are able to lose stubborn weight naturally. In this podcast, we talk about various topics including why stubborn weight loss is so hard to achieve. If this is you, definitely put this
1: in the podcast list because one episode will be released every single
0: week. Hi everyone, today I would like to introduce you to Emily Kyle, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a certified cannabis practitioner. She helps women deal with their anxiety and pain on a day-to-day basis in order to help them find relief and improvement in their overall health and well-being. I'm interested to speak with Emily today because anxiety is very prevalent in our society, especially during this whole stay home life. I hope this episode will bring clarity around mental health and strategies that we can use at home in order to better support and nourish our minds. So welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I actually think your expertise is kind of interesting for me. And, you know, since we have just gotten to know each other, so uh, let us know how you came to be interested in actually using cannabis as a management tool for anxiety.
1: Yeah, so it really started, I feel like we all have these stories of how we became, Um, mine started when I was a teenager, and like most teenagers, I really started to feel anxiety and depression. Um, It's very prevalent in my family, pretty much everyone in my family has been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, so it's not that my family didn't know how to um, get me the treatment and the help that I needed, but I just never really found true relief with prescription medications. And so it wasn't until college that I started to experiment with cannabis. And I found that it not only helped me manage my anxiety and depression, but also become much more functional and productive and able to better accomplish my work and graduate from college. Um, And it's really been a part of my life ever since.
0: Oh, interesting. So um, you said that, you know, it's a part of your kind of family history. A lot of people do get it. Why do you, why do you think that is? Do you have any suspicions? I think a lot of it
1: has to do with genetics and heredity. Mm-hmm. And I think that we underestimate kind of our family history and the importance mm-hmm. that it plays and the influence that it has on our health.
0: Right. Okay. So are you the only person right now in your family who uses cannabis as like a tool? Like what, like what are the, the tools that your family members do? Yeah,
1: That's a great question. I actually am probably the only one who uses cannabis um, the way that I do. Most of my family does very traditional treatments, prescription medications, therapy. Um, I'm also a big, big fan of therapy in combination with other modalities. So I think you can combine a little bit of Mm -hmm. everything together. Um, But I am probably the only one who at least vocally uses cannabis to manage anxiety.
0: Right. Um, so how do you actually use that with your clients?
1: So we're in New York. We don't have legalized recreational cannabis. So legally, what I do right now is we really just talk about CBD and hemp because that's what's legal right now. And we talk about just the different ways that people can use CBD and kind of just tiptoe their way into the cannabis world and experiment with different
0: products that might help them. hmm Did you kind of, you know, stumble across cannabis or like did someone introduce it to you? Like I'm kind of curious as to how you like got into that.
1: Yeah, so it was introduced to me, it was a boyfriend I had at the time, and before that I had only ever known of cannabis being used recreationally. I was never exposed to cannabis being used medicinally, Um, and when I saw that not only was it being used medicinally, but that it was accepted within the family culture, um, it became easier for me to explore and to experiment. I always tell people their cannabis journey is always very, very highly personal, And unique and individualized. So, just having the time to be exposed to it really kind of helped develop that. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So, before we get into like you know the uses of it, and also not too much. Like, I mean, we're gonna explore like kind of tools for anxiety. um So, what do you think are the kind of the root causes of feeling anxious right now in our modern world?
1: Oh gosh, right now it's
0: (laughs) more. Yeah, I know. Yes, it's Mm great.
1: So you know, we've never even really thought of the concept of a global pandemic. I feel like even the words in and of themselves cause me anxiety. And it's so much fear and so much unknown. And I think it's that unknown factor that really kind of keeps this anxiety going right now, especially.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so when you work with, you know, your clients, do you see more females or males with anxiety problems?
1: So I definitely am a practitioner that gravitates towards females, um, but I definitely think that it doesn't discriminate, that's for sure, between men and women. I think Mm -hmm. we experience it all differently. Um, But I like to market and work with women who are kind of similar to me, in fact, that they're moms, they're stressful moms, because we can relate, and I can right. understand their anxieties better, um, but I do feel like women have certain pressures on them, especially mothers, that cause them to have more anxiety, especially at times like this, where moms are expected to work from home mm-hmm. and get home school right. and continue to do all of the same duties they were doing before, so right now, more than ever, I think it's really important for moms to address their anxiety and find mm-hmm. a for
0: it. You just answered my next question because I was yeah. going to ask you, oh, what do you think about the female aspect, um, you know, that causes them to be so anxious? And I guess it is like the societal pressure of becoming right. like cleaning it, cleaning the house, expecting yes. to succeed, homeschooling, whatever. Um, all of the above <laughs> and, and you get the, the exact
1: word is the societal pressures you know we all think that we're supposed to be doing all of the things all of the time really really well and it's not sustainable for anyone male female mom dad um, I feel like we all just need to give ourselves a little bit of grace, especially right now when everything's so up in the air
0: what kind of symptoms do you see if someone has like these kinds of, of anxiety at home
1: So a lot of the symptoms manifest in a multitude of different ways. It's never just one thing, but probably the most disruptive that starts the cycle is the loss of sleep. And so those racing, the inability to sleep, the inability to fall asleep or stay asleep. Um, And then that bad night sleep sets us up for a tired day. And throughout our day, then our anxieties can manifest in other ways like anger and irritability and then we feel frustrated with ourselves and this whole kind of cycle builds up where we see this anxiety manifest in so
0: many different aspects of our day-to-day lives. Interesting. I actually, I saw a post on Instagram yesterday. Um, She was talking about what are the subtle signs of anxiety, and it could be like irritability, um, you know, wanting to do the same things over and over again, or like she has all these like little things. And I was thinking, huh, that's really interesting, because I guess people are not, you know, if you're not aware, you don't even know you're anxious, Right.
1: Exactly, and that's what I find a lot of people are either not aware or just don't think that it is anxiety or take it as seriously as a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel and not necessarily issue, but I feel a lot of moms are very hard on themselves and say, "Oh, I'm just mean or I'm just irritable all the time," when really it's just that anxiety manifesting, and so sometimes we put pressures on ourselves to do better when we might not be in a
0: position to do so. And that anxiety, I mean, biochemically, it kind of imbalances the hormones too, right? So it just mm-hmm.
1: cascades through our whole being. And as a dietitian, we Um, often talk about how what we eat is intertwined with our anxiety as well. And Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of times when we're feeling super anxious, we don't necessarily eat the best. Mm -hmm. And those kind of play hand in hand with each other as well, especially right now where I've seen a lot of people say that they're struggling with eating healthy while being quarantined.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are snacking right now. Sometimes I do too, I have to admit. Um, Yep,
1: I do too. It's so easy to see how it could quickly become a mindless activity Mm -hmm. or a way to kind of ease your anxiety. Um, But unfortunately, we know that doing it over and over again is going to lead to more issues down the road if we don't find a better coping tool. So does anxiety
0: go hand in hand with depression?
1: I think it's different for everybody. I think that chemically and hormonally, we all have different kind of outlooks and outcomes. Um, Sometimes they are associated, but I have seen a lot of times where anxiety can completely manifest without depression.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. It's interesting because to me, anxiety feels um, like someone who is like really, you know, wanting to do things or can't control their racing thoughts. And then for me, I I see depression as like someone who doesn't have a lot of thoughts or like listless or no motivation, but I guess you're right. Like, you know, someone doesn't have to have both and, you know, they can have one or the other.
1: Yeah. And sometimes they can play off each other too, if you have both, which is unfortunate. So they definitely can exist completely differently in each and every one of us.
0: Okay, so if someone is hearing this right now and they're like, oh my God, I think I'm anxious. um, Who can they actually kind of go to immediately?
1: So I am a really, really big fan of therapy and being with a therapist. And I, I really encourage people, sometimes it's out of budget to work with a therapist, mm-hmm. but sometimes your favorite therapists have amazing Instagram accounts. And that's where we can get free information easily and accessibly. Um, so I really am a big fan of reaching out to those mental health experts on their social media channels because that's where we can reach them quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we can really just kind of start to get to know people and other people's ways of coping and managing anxiety, we can kind of take the best of what we see with them and
0: Im- incorporate it into our own lives. Do you have any favorites to share? Um, <laughs> you know,
1: I am a huge, it's like kind of cliche, but I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, and then like in my personal life, I, I see like a marriage therapist and I just love following mm-hmm. her local to where I am but I think finding someone that you can relate to in a field because there's lots of different kinds of therapists mm-hmm. since are, um you know some are geared towards families and you might not have a family but I think that using social media to connect with someone who is a educated in in a therapist who can provide quality information um but then utilizing that information for free every day because what else do you see more than your Instagram feed or mm-hmm. your Facebook
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good idea for therapists, like, you know, to garner um, exposure and attraction. I didn't really think of that. So I have a, yeah, I have a therapist as well. And it really helps. Yeah.
1: I am a big, I I have found that people don't necessarily wanna talk about going and seeing a therapist. Mm -hmm. Every time I talk about going and seeing a therapist, people are like, wow, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you talk about it. And so I'm really just passionate about breaking down the stigma of it. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing it, but I feel like if we can talk more and make it just more of our everyday lives and a really accessible coping tool, um, I think it's a benefit for everybody. When me and my husband went to marriage therapy, it's not because we wanted to get a divorce. It's mm-hmm. just because we wanted to enjoy being married. And so there's no way that you're going for any reason that's bad whatsoever. But having someone that you can talk to about anything is so helpful on so many levels, mm-hmm. especially for folks who deal with anxiety and depression.
0: Yeah, it's. I can see that it's very kind of... Uh, sp- pressure relieving like you don't have to bring yourself up to a certain standard right like you can just say and then someone can be objective about your situation yes i think it in in for so many of us who are in social isolation right now Mm. having someone anyone to talk to is always a plus. yeah so okay so besides a therapist um what else you know can people do about their anxiety situation So what I always like to tell my clients
1: is, you know, we can rattle off a list of all the different things that we can do, but unless you find one that you're actually going to do. um, And so I always have them write down three things that they might actually do. So it might be for some people, it might be to actually take a walk or take some type of physical activity. And for Mm -hmm. some people, it might be taking some time to binge watch Netflix for a few hours and forget about everything else. Um, what I really encourage people to do is think about what they're actually going to do because so so many people say, I'll start a, a gratitude journal or I will do X, Y, Z, and they never get done mm-hmm. um, focusing on what are the tools that you will actually do
0: and how can you do more of those? That's a really good um, coaching aspect that you bring Um, to this. I really like that. Um, So besides all these kind of tools, um, maybe you can share a little bit about how you use cannabis. I guess you do, do, does someone need to have, you know, a practitioner, someone who knows the dosage and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So right now I always tell people the safest, easiest place to start is with CBD oil, it's what's legal, and it doesn't produce those intoxicating effects, and so what I like people to know about cannabis going in is that it takes some responsible use, because cannabis, if you use too much THC, can absolutely exacerbate anxiety, it can make it worse, it can cause panic attacks. Um, But on the other hand, when used responsibly and used smartly and starting slow with something like CBD really can have some huge benefits for folks. So when I'm working with clients with anxiety, CBD is always the first place to start. You don't need a referral. You can, unfortunately, you can get CBD anywhere. There is no regulations on CBD products right now. So I always encourage folks, you can get CBD from a dispensary, a medical marijuana dispensary without having a medical card or just some information and research and making sure that you're choosing a brand that you really trust. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I tell people it's kind of like drinking a non-alcoholic beer. It's just, you're going to take it. You're going to try it. Nothing crazy is going to happen. Um, and you're just going to kind of evaluate, you know, some people see effects and some people don't. And again, kind of with the cannabis journey, it's all very personal. And so I always tell people just being to experiment and see how your body reacts is the best thing you can do.
0: Okay, that sounds good. I mean, that sounds pretty reassuring to, um, you know, to have like, you know, just a little bit of oil, of CBD, instead of, like, going all out and, like, trying something. Yeah, I, I
1: always tell people the best thing you can do is start low and go slow and just kind of increase it over time. But the lower you can start, the more you can guarantee that you're not going to have an unwanted outcome.
0: Right, and if they're, you know, they're wanting someone to really kind of help them specifically, they can always go to you.
1: Absolutely, and, you know, i pretty much tell people the same thing, you know, it's still, it's a self experiment and you really have to take the time to get to know your body. Mm -hmm. We all have different tolerance levels and it's all controlled by our own endocannabinoid systems, which get really into the science of everything. And so we do, we all just react so differently that, um, you know, I could take 10 milligrams of CBD and you could take 10 milligrams of CBD and we'd have very different outcomes and it's different for everyone. Um, But until you try it, you're never going to know.
0: Yeah. And it really speaks to the individualized approach as I I hear that. Yes. Awesome. So, you know, since you're a dietitian, nutritionist as well, um, so what are some foods that can actually help with anxiety?
1: So that's a great question. And instead of picking just one simple food, like just one simple food group, and that is plant-based foods. If it grew from the ground, I am happy. I want to <laughs> eat. And it has all of, I'm just such a believer in plants, fruits, vegetables, the more nutrients we get into our bodies, the more our bodies are able to cope with anxiety. Um, the more we know about gut connection of how our bodies are so intertwined with our gut health um eating those fresh fruits and vegetables can help nourish our gut as well with pre and probiotics so really if it came from a plant i'm like please eat it
0: yeah i love that you said about the connection between the gut because there's a connection between the gut and the brain and anxiety is based on neurotransmitters that you know are kind of like made in the gut so perfect Thank you. Yes. Also, I like that because now when I go to the grocery store, everything in the produce aisle is like fully stopped. And like, you know, because everyone's like going for the canned food. And I'm yeah. like, you know, you can take so much advantage right now.
1: I agree. That's it's interesting to see more fresh fruit in the stores than other things. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's, you know, running to grab a supplement right now and wanting right. to stock up. But I'm like, look at all the amazing food. The right. fresh
0: best defense right now yeah all right that's awesome thank you so much for everything that you share about you know anxiety and how to deal with it today um i hope listeners will really get something out of it i know i did i usually okay. i don't yeah i don't really talk about you know mental mental health and anxiety like that because it's not within my expertise so that was really like interesting for me too awesome oh
1: i'm so glad thank you so much for having me
0: yeah so if anyone wants to find you and know more about your work where can they find you go to website emilykylenutrition.com or you can find me right on instagram Nutrition. awesome okay and i'll put that in the show notes thank you